What's up, Joes? And welcome back to another episode <laughs> episode of the Average Joes MMA Show. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm keeping it. I don't even care. I'm keeping it. We're fucking rolling with it. I am your host, Jeff Shanahan, joined as always by my co-host, the host of the Full Heel Podcast, and the motherfucker that just put a picture of himself as a kid up in the camera as I'm trying to do the intro. F-H-P. My co-host and yours, Rafael Chidez. What's up, brother? It has been too fucking long. Yeah, Jeff. Where you been? I'm fucking moving. Yeah, you're out of the... I'm out of the old place and in your new one. Yeah, I'm out of the old place. I'm in the new the new studio. Uh, yeah, the the it's been it's been an interesting couple of weeks, but everything's good. I got the setup all ready to go. Yeah, I'm happy for you, bro. You're all settled. You got your place. You got your job. Yeah, yeah. Things are things are fucking finally falling into place, man. It feels really good. Uh, I want to apologize to the listeners right off the bat if there's a little. Uh, Extra airy sound in the microphone this evening. Um, I have my air conditioner going close by to me, and it's too fucking hot to turn it off in my apartment. So, it's there. Sorry. But it's it's fucking hot as balls in Michigan, and I live in a one-bedroom apartment with a lot of electronics. Yay! Yeah, the electronics really do fuck fuck shit up, man. Dude. The, with the AC in here, I can, I, I can do it, but if it's noticeably hotter in here if yeah. i have my ac on and i have my tv on my computer yep. on my fucking xbox on it's like <laughs> yeah the computer the computer and the fucking tv are right next to each other so even if the computer's not running it's on because it's running my fucking server for my uh my movies and shit and tv and playstation are usually on but i usually i got the air conditioner in the window and then i got an oscillating fan behind me and it it does a really good job of like blowing air around and keeping the room super cool. So, um, and I don't have to run the AC all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's nice because I got my first electric bill today, and I was expecting it to be a lot higher than it was. Well, yeah, with the AC and everything. Yeah, yeah, I expected it to be way more. It was only fifty bucks, so I can live with a fifty dollar electric bill. Yeah, run Not it, bad. son. Ooh, I'm about to tear into this fucking. Delicious, rich, dark chocolate midnight bar from Midnight Roots here in Michigan. I'm about to take about 90 milligrams to the fucking face. In my face, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, I'm going to. I got some Blue Dream, all right? Hey, I, I like Blue Dream. I got some. Uh, good. I got some. Uh, what do I got? Uh, Platinum Huckleberry Cookies is what it's called. Okay, okay. All right. But I after. Spoke, I, that's just from my caregiver. That's not work-related. I smoked that uh, Royal Raspberry joint on the podcast Saturday with these guys. These guys came over after rocking out at Pilsen Fest. They played at Pilsen Fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came over super drunk. Dude. Uh, well, a couple a couple of super drunk. Their promotion uh, for Pilsen Fest was incredible. It was so good. With the Simpsons? The Simpsons shit. It was so fucking good. I loved WCW every one. I loved every, every single one of them. I think that was Smoke Frog, the drummer, uh, which is, if you guys go back and watch my podcast, The Fight Companion for Miocic versus DC 2, which we'll be covering today, um, you can see him uh, towards the end uh, knocking out while we're filming. Like, <laughs> he's falling asleep on the, like, on the mic. 
<laughs> he, he, brown, he browns out. <laughs> He's talking incoherently to himself. I, this not, might not have been on the podcast. We might have caught a little bit of it. But towards the end, we are calling him Charlie because, you know, how Charlie gets super drunk. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he's like, dude, what are you saying? It's like, you're just saying stuff that doesn't even make any sense. And that's how he was towards the end. So it was pretty funny. Um, his brother was here for the first time. I think he was a little excited about being on a podcast. Um, was a little bit drunk himself. Um, but yeah, go check that out. Uh, just me trying to wrangle in people. <laughs> Herding cats. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, go check that out while we were watching the fights. Um, I don't know where we were. Sorry, I'm trying to finish chewing this chocolate bar. Yeah, no, it was pretty, pretty badass on on Saturday. Uh, it was a great night of fights. Holy shit! Oh yeah, fantastic card. Uh, best one in a while. You mm-hmm. you had a cookout and shit, right? You had your boys over. I did. I had um, yeah. I had uh, my first my fantasy draft for my fantasy football league. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but ooh, go Bears. Um, the Bears. Hey, what team are you going for? The Bears. I got a Chicago Bear on my team. I picked up Tariq Cohen. Okay. I actually only have one one Detroit Lion on my team. That's it. What do you got against your Lions? Nothing. There's just not a lot of players I want. Um, we had a yeah, we had a lot of fun. Did a, did a, did the draft and then had my first fight night cookout here at the new place. Had about. Six other people over here and cooked up a shitload of fucking chicken and had some delicious mashed potatoes and stuff and smoked a fuckload of weed. Did some dabs. Everybody was fucked up. Watched a good night of fights. <coughs> it was a it was a good way to to christen the house. Yeah, it looked like a badass time. Yeah, man, it was it was a lot of fun. I uh, I always enjoy getting. To, it's been a while since I've gotten to host. Really host a fight night since I moved out of my old house. Um, it was funny. I was thinking about that, too. I'm like, man, this is really kind of a mere situation. Yeah. I haven't had these guys over in a while. Like, <laughs> I had been podcasting, but, like, uh, rewrites have been busy doing shows. Or yeah, they've played Frankie's a lot. Been, yeah, Frankie's been really busy, too, doing, I don't know, what, working or something. A- yeah, activism stuff and working yeah. and shit. Frankie, yeah. Uh, Quadril's been hyping up uh, one of our friends, Louis. Quadril's his hype man on stage. Word. So he's been doing a lot of stuff for him. Two cans playing um, in like three bands. Yes, and then uh, Smoke Frog likes bringing his brother around. He hangs out with his brother a lot. And no offense to anybody, but I'm an I'm an introvert, and it's just like for me, it takes time to get to know people and hang out with them that much. Yeah, yeah. I've never met someone and been like, oh man, there's a connection between us two. I, I just think that's kind of weird. <laughs> I need to miss somebody before I get to chill out and let my guard down because right. when shit hits the fan, I gotta fucking choke this guy out. Right. <laughs> Like, I don't know. We like, try to kick him. Yeah, like, I, I have a hard time when fucking Jose gets drunk and he's fucking being loud and drunk and needy. And it's like, I I have a hard time dealing with that because I don't want to be an asshole. How do you think I'm going to deal with your with your brother that I don't know too well? Right. But maybe I'll just start opening it up, uh, the podcast, and just being an asshole to people when they're drunk and being dumbasses. Yeah. Not that it's he was your... being a dumbass this time. He was fine. It's just he was. I think he was just being a little excited because he hadn't been on a podcast. Hey, right. Hey, was drunk. Yeah, yeah. But you know, there, there was a fun podcast. We had a we had a fun time. Nothing too crazy. That's what's up. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Shout out to uh to Midnight Roots. That chocolate bar was fucking delicious. Now we'll see what the potency's like. Yeah, I was a little jealous, <laughs> dude. I get. <coughs> so I told I told you off air. Um, 
I'm going to get to tour a fucking gigantic marijuana facility. Yeah, you bastard. So, like, I'm going to be like a kid at fucking Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Or like me when they reopen Toys R Us's around uh, yeah. the city. Yeah, when you're going to get your Toys R Us back, dude. So, I, yeah, I get to go to a fucking... Go to grow facility. Um, we, yeah, I'm very well, happy with my new job, man. Here. I'm really happy with my new job, and I hope that you get the opportunity in Illinois um, to jump into this industry because I know you would Fuck love yeah, it, dude. Fuck yeah! You were telling me off air how how badass it is, and I'm like, what? Yeah, dude. I've like I'd have to blow like three dudes for that much. Yeah, I've never worked for a company that that treats their employees like this but it's, it's 20 bucks it's 20 bucks bro right sometimes you gotta give HJs yeah sometimes <laughs> 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 fuck fuck I'm high I did a lot of dabs earlier like earlier in the day cause I'm not working all the time so like I'm smoking way more that's the only that's the shitty part about this right now is like because we're we're building up for our grand opening. Originally, we were our grand opening was going to be this Friday, but um, it got pushed back so we could uh, build it up a little bit more and stuff like that. So I'm only working like two, three, maybe four hours a day and stuff. So I got a lot more time on my hands, and I'm smoking a lot more weed, which is not good because mm-hmm. I'm going through way too much weed. Yeah. So I'm really anxious to get back, like, full-time back to work. Like, I'm enjoying the time and shit, but I'm ready to get back, like, full-time back to work. Yeah. And I know as soon as we open, I'm I'm going to be fucking working my ass off, so. I've been smoking less because I've been working out. So just that natural high, I kind of just hold it off a little bit more. Not not intentionally. It just happens. You get home, and you're all high and shit from the run, and you're like, oh, man. Just right. a natural fucking. Right. You already got that natural endorphins. endorphins. Yeah. Yeah. Did I tell you I'm going to see fucking Uncle Joey? Yeah, you you sold your Rogan tickets, right? Yeah, I, I, I sold my Rogan you. tickets. I found out I had to sell my Rogan tickets because it's my nephew's uh, very last high school football game is the same day, and I won't miss his last high school football game. So I, I sold my Rogan tickets, and at the same time, I found out that another friend of mine has to sell his tickets to see Joey um, a couple weeks later, because something came up, but he's going to see him in Chicago like a few days later. Yeah. So I bought his tickets for the Detroit show. So I'm missing out on fucking on Rogan, but uh, I get to fucking check Uncle Joey off of the box. So that's what's up. Yeah, I'm trying to look in to figure out to go see uh, when Ari comes to Chicago. He's like a, a week or two later after Joey. I need a. I need to get on that quick. Like Joe, they're probably sold out already. To be honest, uh, I need to check for Friday. I got some money. I don't have any bills. Uh, I should probably look for tickets. I should just probably buy t- two tickets and take my brother if he can't go. Take one of my boys or something. But who wouldn't want to go see Joey? I need yeah. to go see Joey. Yeah. And if I can't see Joey, I should probably pick up Ari tickets. Yeah. His special Jew is out. I really do want his his Let's special. Go. Go. Is it out? No, oh. I, sorry, it's not out. That I think that's the one that's going to be out. So okay. he's working on it. I was gonna say, yeah, I canceled. I canceled my Netflix. So, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Whitney I really Cummings want to see Ari. Whitney Cummings' special was pretty good. I don't know if you've seen. Oh, well, you canceled Netflix. So. Yeah, I canceled Netflix. I heard it was good though. I like Whitney Cummings. Yeah, yeah. She had her sex robot come out. She had a sex robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 
Well, if you saw the the Rogan one, I saw yeah. Rogan, and I, saw, I I follow her too, and um, she posted it on Instagram at one point, like hanging out with Joe or something with the sex robot. I wouldn't mind one. Nah, Whitney Cummings is fucking sexy. Mm-hmm. Almost as sexy as fucking Ari's ex girlfriend. Uh, who? Natasha. Uh, oh, Natasha Legero. Natasha Legero, yeah. Yeah, where he beat up Bobby because yeah, where he beat story. where he beat up Bobby because he hooked her up with somebody from Mad TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my favorite story from fucking This Is Not Happening. That is literally uh, my favorite story from This Is Not Happening. Between him, oh, I'm trying to go see Steve Ranazizi too. He's coming to fucking Grand Rapids. Nice, nice. I need to go see more comedy. I need to get out there more. It's only like twenty bucks, so I'm gonna go fucking see Steve Ranazizi. I'm seeing Steve-O. I forgot about that because my sister bought me tickets. They're going to get choked out and dropped on his fucking head again. Steve-O's coming to fucking uh, Muskegon, so I'm, I'm going to see Steve-O in my hometown. That'll be fun. Yeah. I forgot. I got a lot of comedy shit coming up in the next few I heard months. they're working on, or they agreed on Jackass 4. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, uh, that'll be something. Yeah, sober Steve-O, Bam's still a fucking mess. Oh no, I, dude, that makes me sad. I forget about Bam. Yeah, Bam is Bam has tried Bam to get sober so, so much, but he can't do it. He can't fucking stay sober, dude. Because he didn't seem like he was like the most fucked up out of all of them. No, nah, but once Ryan died, yeah, then he became the most fucked Ryan, up. Ryan, Ryan's death, Ryan's death. I mean, he he had his problems before that, but Ryan's death sent him over the fucking edge. Yeah, hardcore. Yeah, he became his dad. He, he was just like his fucking Phil. Just like sitting, dad. yeah, just sitting in the basement, fucking editing this documentary he's made about Ryan that he'll, he's never gonna finish, and just drinking and doing drugs. Sad. Yeah, man, it is. It's really sad. You're right. He has. He's become Phil. I he's, used to watch Viva La Bam all the time. Yeah, I was I, Viva La Bam. I watched his fucking the, the one show he had about where he got. Oh, where he had oh a yeah, wedding. we got married, right? Yeah, but then Bam's, he got divorced right away. Yeah, Bam's on Holy Union. I have all the fucking CKY videos. Like, I love that shit. It was yeah, sad. It was that was awesome. Sad. But yeah, no. And then like when I when he came out years later, all fucked up like that. I was like, yeah, oh, what the fuck? Happened? Yeah, it's sad. It's sad as fuck to see. Poor Bam. People of Bam. Hopefully, it gets better. Yeah. Good luck. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, you're you gonna go see Steve-O? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that, man. I haven't, I haven't been to a lot of comedy in a long time. You know what I mean? Like as much as I, I realize that I've got coming up because I'm going to see Bert in like a month, like a one month from tomorrow. Actually, I'm going to see Bert. I was supposed to see Joe in October, but now I'm seeing Joey like two weeks later. Somewhere before Joey, I think is the. I, I think the Steve-O show is before my birthday. So, yeah, I got, like, fucking a comedy show, basically, for the next couple of months. Maybe I might, I'm might. i trying to figure out going to see Tom in December, so I'm trying to make some shit happen because I want to get the guys that I need to check off my list. And Tom, fucking Ari, and Joey are those three. <coughs> Then I'll have seen all of the that group of friends. Yeah, I, I should I should get on that going going to see those guys and send us another podcast. Well, the podcast I fuck with, I should go see. It. Have you have you checked out Two Bears One Cave yet? Yeah, yeah. I fucking love that shit so much, dude. 
<laughs> Bert and Tom. Bert and yeah. Tom are my favorite. I love Ari's stand-up a whole lot, but those two together are just a really good combination. Yeah. I hope they follow through and do a tour together like they're talking about in one of the first episodes. Because I would 100% pay any oh, amount of money to see it, that. Dude. I already see. I already seen Tom three years in a row. Yeah, you, and it would be with Bert. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah, you've seen Tom three times in a row. Uh, this would be my second time, Bert. So that would be number three. And then my first time. Well, unless I go see him in December, it would be my first time seeing Tom. So. Yeah. Worth it. Worth it. Worth it. Totally worth it. Go see live comedy. Go see live anything. Live music. Live comedy. Live fights. You're doing live fucking dude live shows too. Yeah, I got a show. I got a show this coming Friday with uh, doing a full band. That's so like I've kind of I've kind of been hitting not I don't know not really hitting around at anything but just kind of like putting it out there like hey you know this might be my last show here in town for quite a while because I don't you know I haven't played at home but twice in the last year so. And I, I barely play shows anymore as it is, so it's like I'm kind of I'm, I'm gonna go out with a bang with this one. Like this band, and we've been working hard. Practice last night was our we did a full run through of the set, and it was really good, really good. I enjoy playing with the band a lot, and my DJ is coming over, so it's gonna be like the whole everything. So, nice. Yeah, that'll be That's fun. Awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to get drunk and try to not wake up alone. That's that's my plan. Is to not... Smash City over here? Something, man. Look, I don't got any roommates I got to fucking worry about anymore. Like, I'm not living at somebody else's house. I got shit to do, Roth. I got shit to do. Well, speaking of comedy specials, uh, Bill Burr, my new special, Paper Tiger, will be available September 10th on Netflix as a joke. Shot at Royal Albert Hall. Oh, nice. Nice. Burr was saying it's probably one of, uh, it's probably Burr, or Burr's uh, best. Really? Okay. Yeah. I like Bill. I like Bill a lot. Yep. I like Billy Burr. He's, he's funny. I can't wait for the next season of... Uh... What's that show he's got on Netflix? F is for Family? Yes. Even though I don't have Netflix anymore, but I'll figure out a way to watch it. But yeah, I'm excited. I love F is for Family. That shit's hilarious. Yeah. Where there's a will, there's a way. Big Between that and Big Mouth, that were half the reason I kept Netflix for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Big Mouth. It's pretty funny. Yeah, Big Mouth. You guys haven't checked that out. Check that shit out. Big Nick Kroll? Yeah, Nick Kroll and... Uh, um. I can't remember the other guy's name. Andrew something. You guys stretch stretch that back a little. Yeah, yeah. Rafa's Rafa's playing injured right now. Got them back spasms. Dude, that shit's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah, because, like, I'm fine. Like, I'm walking around. I can run. I can work out and shit. It's just when I bend over or have it in a certain spot. Yeah. Yeah, shot, shot in the dog. Big old in shot, yeah, shot in the ass, more like it. Yeah, yep, right above the ass. Yeah, oof, been there, brother. I've uh, been there. 
But I'm good. I can do it standing. Like, that's the other thing, like... Just looking at my crunch. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I got, I, I got the Star Wars. We're good. <laughs> there, <you> go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really want to stare at, you, at your crotch. But I understand you got to stand up. Just start scratching for a while. Like, God damn it. Oh, shit, the camera's there. <laughs> I've had two friends go through vasectomies in the last couple of weeks. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. My bass player just had one on Friday. So he was at practice yesterday, like, fucking two days post-vasectomy and shit. He was definitely snap, hurting. Snap, snap, snap. Yeah. Do you know what toll, What kind of a toll uh, three visectomies take on a man? Do you remember Michael, Michael Scott when... <laughs> When he gets a bisectomy, they get to reverse, and then he gets a bang. <laughs> I never really watched a lot of The Office. What? I do remember that. I, I've never been able to get into The Office. I've tried. I just can't do it. Like, it's just, I can't I can't do it. I came out late, and then I rewatched it a bunch. I, I, have, I have tried. Like, I think it's funny sometimes, but it's not something that I have been able to keep my interest consistently. Now, like, you know, you give me a show like The League, I've watched all seven seasons several fucking times over and over and over again, especially the early first, like, four or five. I've watched so many times, and that's that's my shit. I always contend, I think, or, like, I think The League or It's Always Sunny is both are funnier than The Office. Mm-hmm. Guess what I've been listening to? What? Podcast. Recommendation by you. Oh, uh, you've been listening to something to wrestle with. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, uh, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. Well, Bruce Pritchard is the behind-the-scenes guy. Yeah. It was a lot. So now that Bruce is officially back with WWE, it's it, you know you you it's it's still a good podcast, but like just, the 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 older stuff mm-hmm. when he when he was there was like zero chance that he thought he was ever going back. That that's where you get like. Yeah. Well, I'm on episode 11. Oh, nice. So you went back in the archive. Cool. Well, I what I do with like with a new podcast that are like that, I'll listen to the new one, of right? Course, like when it comes out. But, but I'm I, I'm I'm backtracking the archive. Yeah, I do the same thing with with uh, ones that I really like, like that one, and uh, I really got into um, what happened when. But that's more showed just because I think it's fucking hilarious. Like you don't get as much inside information on stuff from Tony Schiavone um, as Bruce gives you, but Tony's just fucking hilarious. And some of the shit he says is, it it makes me fucking die laughing. Yeah, I I actually went back myself and I started at the first uh, recorded Raw. Oh, nice. Uh, Because fuck Dave Meltzer. He just watches wrestling and really... He worked for WWE for a little bit. He was on payroll for a little bit, but not really long. No, no. I'm the number one wrestling observer. He can suck my balls. I'm going to go get my timeline together, rewatch all the Raws, all the pay-per-views, then go to Nitros and watch all that with the pay-per-views and the ECWs. So I'm going to go back and just get all my timeline in order. That way, whenever I just need to reach in and pull it out, because it's nice having... I've done a couple of matches already that came out right away on the first Raw and on the first Royal Rumble. I broke them down already with Ryan, one of them. Nice. And then I was rewatching them. I'm like, holy shit. It was right away. I'm like, Raw had just started. So it's crazy to put your timeline in order 
because I this is when I was five years old. Right, right. So I remember seeing it, but like vaguely. Like yeah, these are vague memories, and then like further memories are like, oh well, I like Scott Hall, and I've like watched him since Razor Ramon, and now you go back, and it's like, holy shit, this yeah. is eight and a half months after Razor started his career. He had a shot at Royal Rumble right. against Brett. Raw was just born. This is the first pay per view after mm-hmm. fucking Raw's born. It's like just the history connect connecting together is what I'm liking. And then with something to wrestle with, since I've been doing the podcast for this long now and I've been going back and rewatching old, old matches, Bruce is just filling in the back. Yep. The back, well, the back art. He's he's filling up whatever was missing in the back that I didn't have. Yep. Whatever I was watching in the front, he's. He's showing me what they were thinking, what they were doing in the back. And Conrad, Conrad does a really, really good job, especially like Are as you, you get into me? like what? Are you ribbing me? Am I ribbing you? Are you ribbing? <laughs> who, who wrote this shit? <laughs> Conrad does a really good job of like researching shit and and giving a lot of information. I mean, he gets a lot of stuff from he's reading the Torch and Meltzer, the Observer, and shit like that, but. You know, like to fill in the timelines, and then Bruce, you know, back gives you the back the backstage stories of what happened. Yeah, it's a great show. They they do a great job. Um, like I said, the, the the current ones you can definitely tell that Bruce is back working for the company again. So it's 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 a little bit different, but not really that much. And I, no, I still enjoy he'll it. He'll straight up, he'll, he'll straight up and be like, I can't, I, I can't talk about yep. that. Sorry. Yep. I'm, I'm not going to touch on and that. And they've never really talked about current anyway. Like that's always been the, the, their thing from, yeah. from the start. They never really talked about current. Like you'd get very, very, very little, little, little shit, but not really anything current except for the Conrad brings up a little bit of AEW because Starcast is linked with that but now Bruce can't even do Starcast anymore cuz he's back working for the fucking the other company so yeah yeah um, so I've been listening to that it's been entertaining me at work it's, yeah man it's good it feels a lot of time do wait till you get to you've have you got the sunny episode yet no right oh, now oh god I'm, wait uh, 11 i think is the ECW with WWF relationship oh yeah 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 7 through 98 yep yeah so that one's pretty cool to see how they actually had like a working relationship where they partnered up, WWE yeah. paid them, and it was like kind of their farmer system for a little bit. Yeah, so they could send talent over there. Yeah, to get to practice and get better before they had the OVWs and the uh, Florida Championship Wrestling, and eventually mm-hmm. what became NXT and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah wait, no, it's a really awesome podcast. The Sunny episode is fucking great. Oh my god, is it great? <laughs> I'll I'll get to. It. I'll oh, I know you will, it. and you'll 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 love it. You'll love it. Oh shit! Well, suppose we should. Uh, yeah, we're about half hour in. Just waiting for this fucking. I, could, I think this chocolate bar is starting to kick in a little bit. I haven't had an edible in a while. I was getting those brownies all the time, and then I fucking lost my connection on it. So. I haven't had an edible in a couple months. Mm. So I'm ready to get fucked up. Yeah. I usually just smoke weed. I've been seeing a lot of CBD being sold at my gas station, too. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of... It's bunk CBD if it's at the gas station. I mean, it, it'll be it, it'll be okay, but it's mostly... 
it's not pure CBD. It's more hemp. Yeah, and they're so. selling uh, pre-rolled joints, but not rolled with weed. It's just uh, CB- the cones. Yeah, CBD cones. They're, or they're just well, yeah, whatever they want to call them. But they're selling the the raw cones. It's like whoa. Oh, uh, oh word. Yeah, word. Just not. Just not. Not you filled. Know, not filled. Yeah. It's yeah. Just yeah. The raw just cones. just like what I use. The, yeah, the like cones. six pre-rolled cones, and you're like, yeah. what the fuck with the little yeah. fucking pusher? And you're like, yeah. Like gas station knows what's up. But see, my gas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like. Whoop. I knew my gas station knew what's up because they have the blunts up top. They got the lighters up top. You know, they got all the fucking shit stoners need up front. And I guess once the raw shit came out, they're like, hey, uh, we need to stock up on these pre-rolled shits because stoners want them. Yep. Not legal to sell papers. Yeah. You got you to gotta, you gotta fucking cater to your market. You guys are going wrecked, so there's going to be a lot more open stoners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They got to they gotta be ahead of the game. Yeah. Ooh we dude. I am definitely starting to feel that bar a little bit. Just a little bit. Fucking A, UFC two forty one, man. It was a hell of a goddamn card. Definitely worth the the pay per view money. Definitely. Completely. De- definitely worth worth the price of admission. And they got me. They made me pay the seventy nine ninety nine. They got me for the year. The year oh, long. you signed you did that with I did that the uh the pay per view before that for John Jones. Mm. See, that's how long it's been. I haven't bought any of the pay per views. I haven't had a fight companion since they switched over to ESPN. I mean, besides the John Jones, the John Jones pay per view is the only one I've bought since they switched over to ES- until this one. But that was the first one I bought because it wasn't worth it wasn't worth sixty bucks to me. Some of these pay per views that they had. No, you're right. You're right. This one, I th- I thought this one was worth it. These Definitely. guys want to come over. Yeah. They had an early show because Pilsen Fest is an outside festival. A big heavyweight so, fucking championship fight. A good undercard. Yeah. Solid undercard. Like, yeah, it's great. That was definitely worth the price of, <laughs> price of fucking pay-per-view or whatever. The last three fights put put on a show. But that's that's a good deal that ESPN runs to get you to sign up for the year. I mean, yeah. you basically pay 20 extra dollars for the pay, than what you're going to pay for the pay-per-view anyway. And you get ESPN Plus for a year. Yeah, so what do you save on that? Um, what is it? Sixty bucks a year, a year, or or is it five bucks? It's five bucks a month. Or is it five, is it five ninety nine or four ninety nine? Is it five ninety nine? It might be five ninety nine. Yeah, so it's six bucks then, right? Six I mean, bucks. Yeah. Now what? What so I wonder, like fifty bucks, dude. What I wonder is, is like because they're gonna have packages coming soon when Disney Plus launches. That so if you're already locked into a year, can you fucking bump whatever in and get get the bundle package price with Hulu and fucking Disney Plus or whatever with ESPN yeah, right? Plus? Because I want that. Bun- I want that Disney. The bundle was gonna be like uh, hundred. Wait, what was it? I heard it was gonna be like twelve ninety nine a month. Yeah, like twelve ninety nine a month. Um, mm-hmm. for the bundle deal, something like that. But you get all three. Yeah. Which give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Yeah, because I want that Disney Plus, son. Dude, it would have fucking helped me on uh, Shroom Day that I had. I was looking for Doctor Strange. I had to buy it because they took it off Netflix. Right. I started watching Thor, which was good, but I'm like, I need to. Wa- I, I'm like, I need to watch fucking Doctor Strange. I'm like, the mm-hmm. plan was Doctor Strange, and I was already. I was the shrooms were already. You were already kicked in. in, yeah. So the shrooms were controlled. They, they're like, hey, dude, you said Doctor Strange. We're watching Doctor Strange. So I turned off uh, Ragnarok and I put on Dark. I bought Doctor Strange. 
I'm like, fuck this, I'm fuck buying it. it. Dude, it, it's worth it to trip balls watching Doctor Strange. I can I can definitely attest to that. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It, it's a, it'll fucking it'll fuck you up. It's a good time. A lot of introspective shit in that movie. Yeah. Make, makes you think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're a wizard. Yeah. I can't wait for the new, new Tool album to fucking come out so that when I take mushrooms with my friends next time, we can listen to the new Tool album and get real weird. And now you can get it on all platforms, right? Yeah, yo, dude. I, yeah, it's streamable on all platforms. Just the day that... Uh, he was on Rogan? Yeah, the day that he was on... Well, the day that it came, that they hit that, I, I got up that morning and streamed a bunch of Tool while I was getting ready for work and drinking coffee and shit. Yeah. Because it was like the second day I was in my apartment, I think. So, that was a good time. I, I, I dig the new song, so I'm excited for the album. I haven't really heard it, so. Check it out. The last half, I mean, it, it takes, like, the first half of it's pretty slow, but it builds up. So. Uh, back to USC 241. Uh, main card definitely did not disappoint. Uh, and new, actually, I mean, I guess, and again. Your heavyweight champion, Stipe Miocic, the greatest UFC heavyweight of all time. You, there's no real argument anymore. No, there there isn't. He beat, uh, which I'm not gonna lie, it's a version of Kane, man. This is a this is a version of Kane that we all wanted, and I don't. And it's just DC. DC fights like Kane, maybe a little bit faster. Yeah, he's uh, just smaller. That's it, but yeah. the same fighting style, his ability to wrestle is better than Kane's, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, he's he was, uh, and I think he still was, uh, Kane's wrestling coach. Yeah. So, he's definitely better. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie, I was rooting for DC. I'm not mad at what happened or anything. I, I was just rooting for DC because he's probably my favorite fighter. Uh, just with all the bullshit with all the other fighters and all their outside of the ring stuff, DC just plays it clean and he's a badass fighter he flips people around so i was kind of just like i said not mad but you know stipe reclaimed his crown took it back i was uh i was i was pulling for stipe but i thought i thought dc was gonna was gonna beat him like i i did i i I, you obviously we didn't get to record um so I didn't get to say it on the show, but uh, me and Tony were talking about it before the fight, and and like all the other guys in the house, we all thought that DC was going to win. So when when Stipe finished that fight, I I lost I lost it. I I was very excited. I like Stipe a lot. Um, I I thought he was going to beat DC the first time, and I genuinely thought DC was going to beat him this time. I thought DC just showed us, okay, you know, John Jones is his one chink in his armor. And he was doing doing a great job of of yeah. cruising to win this fight. Uh, yeah, I, I thought he was winning. He was, I, in my opinion, he was winning as well. Yeah, and if you go back and you watch uh, my podcast, the shameful plug right there. But in the commentary, in my no commentary, plug. we're watching it. It's just a plug. Yeah, we're watching it, and I'm like, ha, ha, why Stipe going to the body? I'm like, it's the fourth round. I'm like, he should be trying to knock out Daniel. I'm like, it's not, it's not the first round. I'm like, this isn't gonna. He's not banking anything. I'm like, there's. This fight's going to end, and the strategy's going to go to shit. But I ate crow, like, two minutes later because, like, three, four more body shots later, 
DC is like, ugh, and then he fucking lowers his hands, lowers his guard because of the body shots. And Stipe fucking unloads to the head after fucking going for the head most of the fight. Well, he was That's hitting right. him. Stipe was catching him near that liver area, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. So I thought I thought when the way Daniel folded before Stipe, you know, obviously put him away with the head shots, I, I thought he hit him in the liver and his body was just shutting down. Because mm-hmm. no, D- he, he, he definitely shut him down, but he, like, it's he wasn't going for the body any other that, that's why no I, it didn't I start it, it didn't start till I, till that fourth round i mean he landed some some kicks to the body and you know uh, maybe a body shot here or there in the earlier rounds but like yeah he came out and started targeting the shit out of his body and you know maybe it was just because he figured it was a way to to slow daniel down from pushing forward on him um yeah, you know yeah. what it might you know what it might have been too? Daniel's really good away or good good at getting his head away from the punches and and flowing with the punches. You can't really do that with your body. You can do that with your head when you're right. paving it away. And and DC has some good <laughs> head movement, so maybe mm-hmm. Stipe just adjusted to it in the fourth round. He's like, Man, I I can't knock him out if I can't hit him in the head and he's just popping me in the head. Well you've so probably and, it, and it, it's a way to get him get him some distance too. Because it's going to stop Daniel from walking forward a little bit if you keep uh, every time he's stepping into you. Because Daniel Daniel was playing it great with with walking forward and grabbing the hands and yep. pawing the hands and then coming off that with a jab to the face. I mean, he fucked up Stipe's face. Yeah, Stipe was definitely wearing it on his face. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It was. I mean, the heart of a fucking champion, man. Hats off to yeah. Stipe. I I don't think. Yeah. Hats off to Stipe. I don't think a lot of people are saying it. But I want number three. I I would be okay with it. I, you know, I want I've wanted Jones Cormier three before this fight happened. But I mean, realistically, you kind of do need to do the rubber match. Um, it's the pro, the thing is is if if I'm Daniel, which one, which one do I think is going to make me the most money? If I'm really on my way out, you know, I've, I've taken these losses in a row, or you know, two two of my biggest fights. Because I, I mean, yeah, I know he beat, um, oh, what's the Russian's name, uh, Volkov. You know, he, yeah. he beat the brakes off of him. So, uh, but yeah, between Jones and and now him, do you take that big money fight with John, cash out, win, lose, or draw? And go home, or do you go for the Stipe fight? I mean, I don't know. I don't think. I mean, we both know John Jones is the bigger money fight. Yeah, but I'm I'm with you. I don't. I I I'm good either way personally as a fan because I'm getting. If I'm Daniel, I probably. What's more important to him? Getting that, get trying to get that one win against your biggest nemesis. Or evening the, you know, settling the score with Stipe. Yeah, I, I, I as, ah, man, see, like, I really like DC, and I don't want to see him go against Jones again, because I I think, I think Jones is going to run through him again. I think so, too. I do, I think so, too. I just think Jones' body type, his skill set, his speed, his, he, he's just Dude, he comes from a fucking 
athletic family. They're they're fucking football players, dude. Right. They're, they're offensive linemen. Two two like, two fucking brothers playing in the NFL. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. The genetics, and, and yeah. He's he's a fighter, so he chose to fight. He chose to put his skill set and develop his talents into fighting. Right. And DC put him into wrestling and then into fighting. Jones has been doing this a, a lot longer mixed, I would say, than DC has. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, John John gave up just, his wrestling put, career yeah. because of Dude, you know, it, having his daughter and stuff, and then, yeah, and then yeah, got into he uses, fighting. He uses the length so well. His kicks are there. He, he, he attacks their movement. It just Jones methodically can take people apart where DC's forward pressure grinding, 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 where that needs more adaptability and Jones has the adaptability within a fight that I, I think that's where DC lacks in it because Jones is able to adapt to DC where DC's just coming forward, forward, forward and Jones is pop, just popping him, uh, pop, pop, hitting him and he, he was able to knock him out towards the end by, by getting his tells. By seeing where he dips off to, right, and then and then finding it, and, and telling him, him and telling him two years ago he was gonna kick him in the head yeah. before he fucking did it. Yeah, yeah, you keep dipping that way, motherfucker. I'm gonna catch you. <laughs> you ain't gonna Bop. catch me. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I I agree. I don't I don't think Daniel beats John, but we're talking about a very prideful individual. You know what I yeah. mean? So, um, I'm leaning. And he, and he, might, he might not be sleepy. That's that's disrespectful to me to say Stipe that he should take the Stipe fight, but I think with a little bit of a different game plan, I think it'd be a little bit different fight if he mixes in a little bit more wrestling. I agree. If you're looking at it, if you're looking at it strategically, like yeah, he definitely was more. He was closer to winning that fight against Stipe than he was against ever against John Jones. You know, I mean, he he was winning three rounds to none, I think, when Stipe finished him. Yep. It's just Stipe finished him. That that that's how you win the fight. No if ands or buts about it. Yeah. Uh, no, but mad respect to Stipe, man. I hope he gets paid. I hope he gets the respect he deserves. Um, I'm a I was a DC fan, so I was rooting for him, but uh. Stipe's a tough motherfucker, dude. He's got a big old pumpkin head. Yeah. That guy could take some fucking he, hits. He can take some fucking hits. Yeah. Takes hits uh, and, and keeps on coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'd like to see three out of this one. I'm not, I'm not mad about that at all. I'm 100% there for it. I will watch Stipe and fucking DC3. And if DC wants to retire, retire, DC. Yeah. I don't think you got anything else to prove, man. Nope. People want to... Oh, he didn't beat the best in uh, in the heavyweight division. Uh, yes, yes, he did. Guess what? Go back and watch those guys that were in the heavyweight Grand Prix, and guess where they ended up after? They ended up in the UFC. Right. It's like, oh, well, they weren't champions. They were contenders. Some right. of the guys were contenders in there. Even after the fact that he fought them and beat them in strike force. Yep. He was he was champion there in their tournament. Not even in the tournament. He was an alternate. Mm-hmm. Came back and fought the the light heavyweight guys the only guy he couldn't beat is probably the best pound for pound we're gonna see for a while uh in john jones and now so well, now sipe and him have, t- have taken it one and one but if if he decides to retire you know go ahead dc you got nothing else to prove man heavyweight champion light heavyweight champion if people want to knock you for fucking john jones not being there that's john jones's fault he eliminated himself by fucking being re- stupid 
Right, right. He did that to himself. DC did not do that to John Jones. No, I agree. You're right. So I, I mean, I'm a Jones fan, but I have, I have a lot of respect for DC outside of when they fight, um, mm-hmm. because you know I'm a fan. I got to pick my side, but I, I I respect DC a lot as a fighter. Um, I think he's a great commentator. I, I would much rather listen to DC and Joe together with John Anik any day than Dominic fucking Cruz. I can't, cannot stand fucking Dominic Cruz. But I digress. Um, yeah, I, I, I think DC's a Hall of Famer as soon as he retires. Like, that's a given. Mm-hmm. You know, multiple-time champion in, in two different weight classes. Or, I'm sorry, I guess it was a multiple-time champion as a heavyweight. Um, I need to watch the his in depth series. I hear he breaks down everything super well, and it's like, if unless you really like MMA, you're not gonna like it. I watched the first episode, and I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen the other one. Maybe I watched the Conor McGregor one, but I don't remember. Um, yeah, no, that it's 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 a really good series. Daniel's he's super smart. His fight IQ is huge. Yeah, huge. Uh, your co-main event, a three-round fucking, I want to say war, but it was just three rounds of fucking Nate Diaz. Mm-hmm. The kid, um, I, he's I back. I didn't have a pick for this one. I, I kind of just wanted to watch a good fight. Yeah. Um, I've been a Pettis fan since uh, WEC. Um, I love Nate. I lo- I've loved the Diaz brothers. Uh, they've been doing it forever. Um, Stock the motherfucker. I, if I had if I had had a pick, I probably would have picked Betis. I thought the leg kicks would have been the something that really would have affected Nate. But it looks like Betis broke his foot. Like right, trying to do that shit, trying to uh, trying to implement his kicks. And hey, that's part of the fight game. If you're if you break something, that's on you, man. And yeah, Nate Nate gave. I know he checked some. He he got after he took a couple. He started checking and. Mm-hmm. And Nate wasn't. He's not gonna get. He's not gonna stop because of leg kicks. He'll tough it out. But he started checking him. And Anthony's foot looks pretty fucked up. His ankle area is pretty broken. Yeah. But uh, yeah. No, Nate just does what Nate does, and he used the clinch very effectively to kind of even stop that from being an issue from the distance being measured or like the boxing being an issue. He he would clinch up uh, Bettis, work him against the cage, work him against the cage, and then disengage, and then land some shots, uh, exchange with Bettis, but then whenever he was in trouble or anything, engage against the cage and pressure him. Get Rack up the, the points during the round. Get the round. Right. I mean, for being off for three years, Nate looked good. He looks, yeah, and he fought smart, dude. That, pre- that cage pressure was really yeah, smart. Yeah, the cage pressure was really smart. Really, really you smart. Want, you don't want Bettis getting comfortable. You don't want him moving around. Get measuring his distance, landing his shots. You know, uh-uh. you want to keep him against the cage. Don't let him move. Land your shots. Dirty box him. Yeah, he was doing that. All of that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? So I know you were podcasting, but have you gone back and watched this fight again and listened to the Nate's post-fight comments? Um, I think I turned it on for him. Yeah, I, uh, I turned it up. So did you catch the part where he? Uh, thinks he's got a belt that he's defending. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna defend the real, the real motherfucker belt, right? Or the real motherfucking gangster belt, or something. I don't know. I just heard him say, "I'm gonna I'm defend this belt." 
I think he was referring to like the the gangster belt or something. I thought maybe he was talking about the non-existent 165 belt. Dude, this is the perfect time for them to make it right here with him and Mazadal. Conor, <laughs> Conor McGregor's all fighting old men, so <laughs> Nate's got an opportunity to fucking fight Mazadal. Two 155ers, 170ers that would be perfect at 165. Oh, dude. Fucking sign me up for that fight all day long. I, I Make think it for the belt inaugural. I think fucking, Masvidal fucking that right? finishes it inaugural. Yeah, yeah. I think Masvidal wins that fight. Be a good fight, gangster ass fight. It will be a good ass fight. I think. Yeah, I think I think I would take Masvidal in that fight, but I mean, mm-hmm. I like it a lot, and I'm I'm fucking all in you, for it. You know what's awesome? There's. There's a gangster respect between these two guys. They know they're fucking badasses. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a call out of like fucking fuck you, I wanna fight you and smash your face. It was you're a gangster, I'm a fucking West Coast gangster, let's fucking lock the cage yeah. door and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty awesome by Nate. Nate's just a real motherfucker. That's I don't know respect. why people on him. Yeah, that's respect, if anything, in my book mm-hmm. from, from Nate Diaz. <laughs> that's the most respectful call out I've ever seen Nate yeah. Nate have ever yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> ever yeah and I, I, I'd like to see that fight yeah oh dude I'm all about that fight all about it um uh Paulo Costa picks up the unanimous decision win over Yoel Romero I So I've I've watched this fight twice, mm-hmm. and live going in. Okay, so live I thought that Paulo Costa won the first round. Um, I thought he was winning early in the second round, and then depending on the judges, um, that UL stole the round with the takedown at the end of the round. Um, obviously, it didn't It didn't go that way, but that's a lot of and most judges would have probably given you all the round for stealing it with the takedown. And it wasn't until the third round when they put the stats up that I realized that you all was winning, uh, that had more, um, was landing more strikes and everything, that uh, I, I was like, okay. And then I thought... So I thought he won the second round. I thought Paulo won the first round, and I thought Yoel won the third round. But I understood why. I I, I would have probably been. I would have thought a split decision for Paulo Costa because I thought. I mean, obviously Paulo wanted a lot on his forward pressure, mm-hmm. um, which sucks because I think Yoel's strategy was to play the defensive and let Paulo tire himself out a little bit but um, yeah a second time watching through I, I actually thought the second time watching through I thought Yoel ended up winning the first round because the two of them fucking both knocking each other down kind of I mean, they just even each other out. Yeah. And I thought you all was landing the better, more effective strikes in the first round. 
But again, Apollo's for uh, forward pressure wins him the round probably anyway. Yeah, I I um, think uh, Yoel going to the body wasn't counted as much um, as it should have been. Yeah, as it should have been because he did outstrike Costa, but I don't think it looked like it just because he was mixing it up more than Costa did. Mm-hmm. A little bit more, but it was still more uh, like uh, Costa hit Romero 96 to the head, 11 to the body, 18 to the leg. Romero, Romero had 67 to the head, 47 to the body, 5 to the leg. Well, so Romero was going up and down on the body and mm-hmm. the head. And I also picked up the second time watching it that I didn't really catch live, but... You see Yoel like rolling a lot of shots. So Paulo's not even really landing some of these shots that I think counted for him. They're bouncing off of the forearm, not even hitting the face or coming close to the head. Yeah. So but what but what, it, what what is really kind of imp, uh, imprinted into the mind, I would say, which was was imprinted imprinted in the mind, I think. I, I'm not too sure, but I think we were saying it was the forward pressure. It's the forward pressure. The forward pressure yeah. won Paulo Costa this fight. Yeah. To me, 100%. I, I, yeah, I, I think so. Because think Octagon octagon control um, is a big factor. And, and, aggra- honest, and, and, and it goes with the aggression, too, because it, it looks like he's being the aggressive mm-hmm. fighter because he's walking him down. So it, that it checks should, it two boxes It should be graded a little off. bit more. Yeah, like it, it should be graded a little bit heavier because... He is the instigator. He is the one maybe taking a little bit more risk and getting countered because he he has to come in. And if you get red wrong or if you get red right, boom. Right. That's it. I agree. I agree. Um I just I don't know. Striking is always the number one criteria. I mean it's always the first thing that they always say, you know, effective or striking, effective grappling, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And obviously they didn't factor a takedown. You know they didn't they didn't factor the takedown very heavy like some judges do. And, that, and you never know. Like a, a different set of judges, I think that takedown would have won you all the round. I can see why yeah. it didn't because he he did just take him down and controlled him for a few seconds and didn't get anything done. But a lot of judges still consider that a win. A takedown's a takedown. Yeah. I mean they both knocked each other down in the first round, so that's a wash. Yeah, some judges it's weird because mm-hmm. they'll be like takedown. Yep. Check. Take down. Some judges are like, you take down. Well, let's see what he does with it real quick. Exactly. How long right, did you control him? Right, he's, he's holding him down. Uh, he's landing some shots. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna grade that heavier, like yeah. in the takedown department. Yep. And that that didn't obviously happen here. But uh, I'm not mad at the decision. I, I I understand with the forward pressure and stuff, but just my personal opinion from that aside, I thought Yoel Romero <laughs> won the fight. There was confusion on Yoel's part. Definitely. Towards it. Yeah, I don't know what was going on, but he was like talking to the jury, like going over the judges. and He thought he won. He thought he won, and I can understand why. Mm-hmm. I can understand why because, I mean, you know, even without the forward pressure, like that obviously was the, the way he was fighting, that was his strategy to to step back and counter. I mean, he was landing some good shots. He was, he was, he, he, Balacoso's tough as fuck. I'll give him that. Yeah, I, I I think Yoel is made uh, of alimentium. I think he was in the Weapon X program. Oh yeah, he you can't kill Yoel Romero. No. I mean, Jesus Christ, Bobby Knuckles tried twice. Yeah, and broke him, broke bones. Right, he broke himself trying to do it uh, both times. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, 
Joel's probably, if he's not a mutant, he was in the Weapon X program, and he needed to be a mutant to survive that, so he's a mutant. I wish you all would have used his wrestling better. I wish you would have used his claws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, he, he never uses his wrestling, though. That's so, that's so nah. weird. I've always said that. It's so weird that Joel's like, nah, I'm not going to use my Olympic wrestling. I'm going to just fucking box. Right, I'm one of the best fucking international wrestlers ever. I beat what? Who was the long for the longest time the unbeatable fucking best collegiate wrestler in American history until the late two thousands when a shit ton of fucking amazing athletes came through. But he, yeah. Yeah, he's the only guy to be fucking Cal Sanderson, and so the guy's amazing, and he just doesn't use it very much. Yeah. When he did, I mean, when he hit that blast double, he fucking destroyed it. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more of that would have won him the fight. Would have stopped Borachina's forward pressure a little bit more. Yeah, because Borachina would have been walking into it. The only the only issue I had with the with the decision, I I didn't think it was a fucking unanimous unanimous. Decision. I thought it I thought it should have been a split. I thought you all you all should have at least got one round. Yeah, whatever round you want to argue for, that's fine because I could have given him. Looking back, especially looking back the second time, I could have given him one, two, or three. One of the judges gave Pettis a round. What's that? One of the judges gave Pettis a round. I know. How did you all not get one. Right. No shit. And Pettis got his ass kicked clearly. Like you, yeah. there's a, there's definitely an argument that you all could have won several rounds. So, yeah. I, I the split decision that that was the only thing I was like, wait a minute, unanimous. Come on, split. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Split all day. I'm good. I'm, I'm either side of either one of those two winning. We the fans won. That was a great fucking fight. Agreed. 100%. And you could run it back, and I'll watch it again. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. That's a war. Yeah. <laughs> These guys fucking kicked the shit out of each other any way possibly they could. Holocausto would land some shots coming forward to try to do something, and Yol would just explode on him. Bop, 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 trying to hit him. Trying to get on him. Fucking crazy-ass fight. Yoel, yeah, Yoel was, like, he, he's been working on his karate. Dude, he was like a spring. He's been he's been working on his taekwondo. That's what Joe was saying during the during like the first round. Oh, okay. I'm used to mixing the wrestling. Focus too much on that striking. No shit. No shit. Get back to what you know, kid. Yeah. Uh Sodik Yusef picks up the KO win over Gabriel Benitez in the first round. Nasty how did, knockout. How did he knock him out? I forgot how he knocked him out. Wasn't it like an overhand or a, either an overhand or a hook? Just cracked him right in the jaw and just dropped him. I think they were in an exchange, if I remember right. I was, uh. I was fucking. I was pretty fucking high. Pretty high. Oh, but it was first round, yeah. Yeah, it was like 45 seconds into the fucking fight. Mm hmm. It was quick. There's, yeah. I think there was a little exchange, and he might. It was either, it was either an overhand, or it was a counter. It was a counter shot or something. But he, like, his, Benitez was committed to something, and he got cracked and just dead. Yeah, I, I remember the, the Sadiq knocking him out somehow. But I was letting these guys in and opening the door, so it was like one of those where right, getting all set up. Yeah, I think it was, it was some kind of counter shot, but. It was quick. That's what it was. Yeah. 
Good job. Good job, kid, in, on taking advantage of being the third fight or, the, you know, the second fight on the main card right before all of those dope-ass fights that happened after yep. you. Quick knockout. Hey, look at these guys. Pop, pop. Yeah. Here's Nate Diaz. Especially, yeah. especially coming before. That was what it was, man. This fight with Brunson and Hench kind of fucking took it out of me. It's a little. It started off exciting. Yeah, the, the first, the very beginning of it. Mm-hmm. We we almost had a knockout when they were yeah when he, they were cracking each other and Brunson yeah. was trying to go for the kill. Well, Brunson almost got killed right away. Yeah, Brunson Brunson almost got killed right away, and then how did they not have it as a knockdown for fucking? Heinish. Heinish. Heinish? Yeah. Heinish? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, neither Heinish. one of them neither one of them got a knockdown or a fucking What? Statisticians need to get their shit together. Bullshit. They probably counted it as a slip. Mm-hmm. Nah. Uh but Brunson taking it. Yeah, Brunson I, I, I like Brunson, but he bores me. Yeah. You know what? If I he mean? doesn't get the knockout, he, he he just gr- he just grinds it out, yep. and it's not a very impressive win. Nah, and that's exactly what happened here. He survived the big bomb, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck, grind it out." Like there's he, n- could, well, he almost got one himself. He almost got the stoppage himself, but he couldn't. There's nothing about seeing Derek Brunson fight that makes me want to fucking see him fight Israel. Out, you know, or get back up to fight like Izzy or any anybody near the top of the 185 division. Like, mm-hmm. you well will fuck him up. Yeah, and what's crazy? At one time, he was he was up there talked about with the contenders. I think he even fought Anderson at one point. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Big drop off. Wasn't he fighting Anderson when? Uh, who was Anderson fighting when he fucking reheared his leg? Was it Brunson? I think it might have been. I don't remember. Hold on, I'm pulling him up. Got that lightning quick internet now, son. What? Yeah. Moving oh. on up. Yeah, bro. I got to that. the east side. I got that fucking good internet now. The deluxe apartment in the sky. Nah, it wasn't Brunson. It was not Brunson. Brunson fought Anderson all the way back in 2017. He lost a decision. Nah, he his last fight was against Elias. And then before that he got fucking knocked out by Adesanya after talking all that shit. Yeah. Like well. showing up at some restaurant as he was at talking all that shit. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared for Whitaker or I'm, fucking I'm, Izzy now. Uh, I, I, for yeah. either one of them, man, because Paulo Costa might get the shot next for the winner of those two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it'd be scary to watch him and Bobby Knuckles go because Bobby will fucking Whitaker will brawl with him. Mm-hmm. Whitaker will stand in the pocket and brawl with him. Like Adesanya will bait him into trying to fucking hit him and try and 
you know, bust him up until he gets himself tired because Izzy's quick as shit. But, you know, all, got, all Boracino got to do is connect and... Yeah, that's what I'm scared of. His power, out. man, his durability, and he's there. Look how dangerous UL was, man. That last one was very, very close. A lot of people even gave it to UL. I still had Whitaker winning that second one. Yeah, that second that second fight, I got to watch it again, but I, I, close. it was super, super close. Because they were both knocking the fucking shit out of each other. Yeah, and then recovering and then knocking the other one down. And it's like one would take one round, the other one would take the other. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, and you know what? I mean, that just goes to show you right there, like, how powerful fucking Whitaker really is. Because he, he, look how many times he's knocked down you well. Paulo Costa only did it once. And it was a flash. He caught him. He caught him with a good shot one time through an exchange, and he fell. But he definitely hit Yoel with some big shots, and Yoel didn't go down. I mean, Yoel's just a fucking animal. Yeah, I think I think that first shot that caught the one that caught Yoel was like he wasn't expecting that power no. that fast. He's like, oh fuck! No, okay, it, it, it just yeah, yeah, it came it came over the top and just bop, just mm-hmm. scrambled him for a quick second. But yeah, and then he pointed to the side and he's like, hey, look over there, Borotina, pop! <laughs> yeah, dropped him. <laughs> yeah. He was pointing that shit. And... Yeah. Bro, Tina looked too. He's like, what? He's like, pop. I worry about Costa's fucking, his gas tank though. Like he, he, he definitely got real tired at some pretty big points, especially later in the second and the third. He was not stopping though. That's why, man. It's the the, 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 the eye poke helped him a lot. To get his breath. And when he need you well in the balls, that helped both of them. I mean, both of them were getting winded as shit, but fucking Costa just looks, he looks tired, tired. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to him if he gets into a fifth round. I understand, man. I understand what Costa goes through. All this muscle takes a lot of fucking oxygen. So. Yep. And Izzy can drag him into deep waters, you know? Yeah, that's true, man. If it, Izzy could use his distance, yeah, his jab, his fucking leg kicks, keep him at bay, but get points out. Right. A lot of muscles need a lot of air, man. Mm-hmm. <coughs> that's so. what's also super impressive about Romero, because he's fucking jacked. But he has pretty good cardio. Like, he's had his moments, like, not getting up off the stool against Tim Kennedy and shit like that. But, like, there's been plenty of times where I'm like, there's no way in hell you will remember can go five rounds. And he goes fucking five rounds, so. Yeah, no, man, I, I feel it in my runs. Like, he, he specced. When I first take off, my first initial go without stopping for air is a lot shorter than my other ones. Once I get my air regulated and it's, it's coming right. in a lot more. It's because my muscles are like, give me air, give me air, give me air. And at first, I haven't regulated it. So once I get it regulated, I'm able to boom, boom, find my zone and go and just tap, tap, right. and just hit my pace. And no, so, you know, I'm jacked probably like a notch under Boratina or Yo, but I understand what they're going through. Man, respect. Mad, he specked. Yeah, mad, he specked. <laughs> I lie, you! No, forget Jesus. Yeah, no gay Jesus. <laughs> no, 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 
don't don't forget Jesus. That's that's what Yoel wants you to do. Uh, your featured prelim uh, was what is Devonte Smith and Kamal Worthy? Well, not Kamal Worthy. Yep, Kamal Worthy. These prelims were a fucking blur. I was like in and out cooking and fucking eating and shit. Because we did our draft first during the early prelims. And then about the time the prelims started, I was outside on the grill cooking up all that chicken and shit. Yeah, he got knocked out of the night, didn't he? Come a worthy. Yeah, wasn't he the first the knockout? knockout? It was the yeah. first. It was the first knockout, I think, of the, of the the night period. Yeah, he can, even said it himself. Yeah, because I think yeah, all the rest of them were, um, were fucking decisions. Yeah, yeah, the whole rest of the main card was decision, or the prelims were decisions, and I think all the early. Yeah, so that was. It was kind of targeting, like, targeting kind of slow. Like, it was a slow early beginning of the night, and that's why it doesn't, like, these prelims didn't really sink in too well for me because there were some decent, like, the, the Sanhagen and, and the Sunsoft fight was good. Like, they weren't all boring, but they were, it was just so many decisions. Sanhagen should have stopped them. Yes, I agree. But it was a good fight. I mean,. The Jakar Close and, and uh, Christos Giagos was a good fight. Mm -hmm. My man Jakar Close, Michigan represent. Dude, did you see the fucking Sony and Marvel? Uh, that Sony is trying to fucking back out of the, the Marvel deal for Spider-Man? Yeah, but I'm seeing it's over like a producer credit, and I'm seeing it's not that big of a deal. Well, I think, I think we're, I think we're a little scared. Well, it was, it's, it's about the, uh, Sony not wanting to change their percentage, uh, deal that they have with Marvel because right now I guess like, Marvel's only getting five percent of the box office or something like that, but they get the merchandising money. Uh -huh. So I think I'm thinking Sony's. I think Sony's getting 95 percent of the box office money right now for for that. So they don't want to give up that deal. And Marvel's Disney's like, yo, go fuck yourself. I think you're right because um, for uh, the the toy line, they make a lot of Spider-Man cheaper toys, like the ten dollar toys that kids like younger kids would buy. Yeah, and like collectors like me buy the twenty dollar figs. And uh, for Spider-Man, they make a bunch of the ten-dollar figs. Yeah, a lot more so, than the other ones. so that Marvel, Marvel's the trying to, yeah, Disney's trying to make their money off of that because they're not getting the box office or whatever, <laughs> or all that much. Of the, so yeah, they want they want more of a piece of the pie. And Sony's like, "Fuck you, we'll just go back to making Spider-Man suck." But I only brought it up because my nephew just texted me about it, and he's fucking freaking out. But I, I heard think people. Would, I think people would boycott uh, Sony. I heard there's still a chance that they can work the deal out. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that Sony pulls its head out of its ass, or Marvel just buys Sony and says "fuck you." <laughs> yeah, right. One of the two. But uh, Sony's got to realize that we're already too far in with this Spider-Man. Can't go back. Yeah. Exactly. You can't you can't try to continue Spider Man without Marvel, like fuck you. And don't fucking let money and egos fucking ruin this for us. Alright? This is ours. Right. 
We finally got Spider-Man back in or in the MCU. You don't get to take fucking take him away. After such a great fucking right. I don't know how many films to make the Avengers fucking all the way to Endgame, all four far, Avengers. It's just And Far From Home was an incredible was a fucking awesome sequel. Yeah. Don't fucking take our Spider-Man. Don't do it. Don't. Spider-Man's a fucking an Avenger and he's probably the one that's supposed to take over from now on, but don't do it, Sony, you cunts. Yeah. I'll fucking... You know what? I won't boycott Sony. Sony. I'll boycott you know Sony Pictures. I, s- I try to stay positive, and I don't like Council Wars, but if they do this, I'm going to break all my PlayStation stuff. Don't do it, man. Sony Films it. Sony Films, and Sony Games are completely different companies. It's no, fine. I'll fucking do it. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. I'm going to go green team 100%. Don't do it. No, don't do it. I have a, I have a Sony control right here. I'm, a, I'm Team Sony. Right you know? here. Look, he's right there. Look at that. Look at that. Is that a Sony PlayStation 1 controller? Yeah, or an old shot. 2? Uh, an old 2. One. Nice. Yeah, there it is. I have an old... Uh, this might be a 2, but I definitely have the one that's without the DualShock. Yep. The DualShock's throwing me off. I'm like, wait. I'm like, did I just buy a gray one with the DualShock? Or is this... I thought the like original. they started coming out with a dual shock for the um two, right? For the maybe it was the two, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely have an old controller that doesn't work for the PlayStation. That I is think a PlayStation. I think after the two came out, they might have started releasing dual shocks for the one. Because you know they were still selling ones for a long time, um until until it, it discontinued the line or whatever, you know. But I think because a lot of people were using their PlayStation 1 controllers for the 2 because it's the same. I don't fucking know. I'm really stoned. I have the black one here with me. And I'm kind of thinking about eating the other half of that chocolate bar. <laughs> I have the black DualShock one with me here, too. Yeah, that's the the, the original, too. Yeah. This is the one that started coming out with the two, right? Yep. Uh, they definitely have different stuff on the back as far as writing. So one might have been for the the original PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah, that's why I think I think they started. You know, originally when it came out, it it was just the without the Dual Shock. Yeah. But I think once they started releasing the two, they put some they put Dual Shocks out for the one. Hey, and you want to say them? You want to say they're different, uh, different, you know, platforms and stuff like this. And I've, I've come to terms with it. And Sony has kept Spider-Man from Xbox, and I've been all right with it. All right, I've been, I kept my cool. It's a shame. Wanna, it's a shame. Take them, yeah, it's a shame. But if they want to take them from the fucking MCU, I'm done. It's a shame because that game is fucking amazing. I can go downstairs and play it. My brother has. Oh it. yeah, I forgot your brother has a PS4. Yeah, and he has the game, too. Nice. I should, I should tell him to let me play it. You should tell him to let you fucking play it. You'll be like, holy shit. The game is so fucking good. I bought it a few well, months ago. I should ago. just go get a PlayStation 4 for me. You could do that, too, and then we could be PlayStation friends. And then you can go get an Xbox, and then we can be Xbox friends. You know, I probably won't buy an Xbox, though. The Xbox? What's the next one coming out? Uh, Scorpion, Scorpio, no, uh, Scarlet, Scarlet. Yeah, I knew it was something. Yeah. I kind of don't like that. It's going to red. 
I will most definitely be buying a PlayStation Five. Now that I, now that I'm gonna add that, well, I, if I play smarter with my money, I should, I should have both. But I'm not liking that whole flip floppy thing. We we're green forever. What's going on? What's going on? Now you're red. Uh, Nintendo, I'm confused now. And they can say whatever they want. Scarlet and red's practically the same fucking color. It, it is. Pretty much. Are you threatening me, bro? No. I just, my knife was sitting next to me on my desk, and I'm really stoned, so I started playing with it. Yeah. Call Dude, that a knife? I, I, I don't know. You're going to pull out a sword? Do I have a machete somewhere outside? Yeah. Ooh, nah, you got, yeah, you got me. You got me. My knife's not that big. Mine's a little bit longer, so I, maybe I could reach it a little inside a little bit more. Yours is thicker. See, mine's a mine's like a. Uh... But if you stab and twist, it's all over anyway. Right? Yeah, it's, I'm fucked anyway. No, this was like a. It's like a. Um, it's a paramedic knife. Okay. Like it's got the Mine... little. It's got the little fucking glass breaker. Mm-hmm. On here, a seatbelt cutter. Like. Mine says Explorer Survival on it, and it's got a little holster. Yeah, you should just say we'll fucking fuck you up. I need to sharpen it. It's got a sharp point. It's like that the point's really sharp, but it's not sharp end. Yeah, I need to sharpen mine. This used to be my uh, my work knife when I worked on RVs, and then I liked it so much, I bought a second one that wasn't my work knife, so that I didn't fuck up that blade working. I carry sand in my pocket. I bought it for like fifteen dollars on Amazon. So and I throw sand in people's eyes. Ta-da! Pocket sand. <laughs> Dale Gribble. I've been watching a lot of King of the Hill since I moved in here. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um I honestly don't really have much to to add to the rest of these prelims. Um I I, I Hannah Cyphers and Jody uh Squibble was a a pretty good fight. They were all pretty you know, good fights. None of them were super boring. It's just a lot of decisions. Yeah. Yeah, Hannah Cyphers and Jody Escobar. Yeah, they they went at it, but there was no like, oh my god, they right. were like popping each other in the face. So exactly. Like exchanges. There's yeah. There's not a lot. There's not a lot about any most of the prelims that really besides, uh, Kama Worthy getting that fucking big knockout. Hulk Hogan versus on, Davis was a good fight on but... super short notice. Yeah. Um, Sanhagen, I, 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 I slept that, on that's him. That's actually that, that's a great win for Sanhagen. Oh, it's right a there. huge so, win yeah. for Sanhagen. I'm not, I'm not discounting that part yeah. of it. it but it kind of gets brushed over because the Sun is not, not a big name. No, but he, but he is a, a top ranked bantamweight, yeah. and he has yeah. fought everybody that's a top weight bantamweight. And he's beaten TJ Dillashaw. Corey, yes. Corey Sanhagen, I, I, I picked a Sun Tzu for this fight because that's fucking Rafael Sun Tzu. And I, yeah. I, you know, I know I'm a fight fan. I know Rafael Sun Tzu. I slept on Sanhagen with this and he fucking shoved it in my face. Mm-hmm. And I'm good with it. Like, don't worry, Corey. I ain't going to sleep on you again, son. Yeah. No, this this is a fucking fantastic win for him. He, too bad he beat the guy named, you know, Rafael as well. But Right. Right. So, you know, same same thing with your car close. Like he, he looked good. 
He looked really good. Christos Gaigos. I've heard, I've seen him fight a couple times, but you know, not a huge name. Close needed a win, though. Yeah. Oh, my back. Oh, brother, we can, uh, we can wrap, get through this news real quick and wrap this up so you don't have to fucking you can get comfortable and stretch yourself out and shit. I need to get myself one of those, uh, medicine balls again. One of the medicine, yeah, let me, uh, yeah, let me check, make sure there's no news that broke while we were recording. Where do you read your dirt sheets from? I'm usually in MMA fighting. Oh, like dirt, dirt. You talking like wrestling dirt sheets? No, uh, just, I was just, just, I was just talking. The dirt yeah, yeah, yeah. I go with MMA fighting. Sometimes I'll go to Bloody Elbow. That's about it. Right, I try to make it simple. Are you sure, dog? As I say, did you want me to say uh, whatever that company that Keith fucking runs? Oh, uh, MMA TakeOver. Yeah. There we go. You know, since he deleted me off Facebook, like, I completely forgot, like, really about Keith until he popped, until I went to Twitter, because we were still on Twitter with each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I seen him, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot all about Keith. I'm friends with Keith on Facebook, but I unfollowed Keith. So I see nothing of his. Yeah, I don't miss Keith, so it's okay. Look... <laughs> Nothing personal with the dude. I just we have I very I don't different. Hate the guy. We have different I views. Yeah, I don't want to hate the guy. Nah, no hate. We just have different views on things, and that's okay. Look, he has his views. I have mine. Right. I tend to be try to be a little bit more in the middle. He tends to be a hundred percent his way, uh, whatever side he's on. I try to see it a little bit of both ways. Yep, he'll take a firm stance, and that's it. Yeah, yep, that's, that's fine, yeah. and that's that's who he is, and that's cool. No, yeah. no disrespect, no nothing. And you know, I just. I unfollow it, but yeah, no, I get. I see his Twitter stuff. I like his Twitter stuff a lot more than his Facebook stuff. I don't. I don't use Twitter as nearly as much as I used to at all. Like I barely his, use it anymore. His Twitter stuff is almost a hundred percent all fighting. So yeah, that's that. That's why I, I I remembered that, and that's why I didn't unfollow him on Twitter because I know it's just mostly all fighting. But like I said, I barely get on Twitter, so I was scrolling through one day and I was like, oh shit, I forgot about Keith. Mm-hmm. I like his stuff in groups, in the MMA groups, because it's all MMA related. Like, he'll share stuff in MMA groups, and I like it, and I'll respond to it. Like, if it's a poll or anything. But that's because it's MMA related. It's not like... He might have even blocked you, me, so police, I don't even see his fuck shit. you. And it's like, dude, it's like, it's, it's not that easy. It's like, I get it, you're a cop. But you gotta understand, you guys have a brotherhood that you guys adhere to. And it's not right, because you guys are here to protect and serve. Not each other, but the community. No, it's probably a good thing because we're not friends right now because with this fucking guy that had a bunch of KKK memorabilia in his house in the ski. I saw that. Yeah, they're investigating it right now. I want to be that guy's friend. (laughs) They're investigating and whatever right now, but it's like there's a big call for a reopening of a case because he murdered an unarmed black guy. In 2019, Young. he got KKK shit. Yeah, he, he probably did it because he hates black people. Bro, yeah, it, it, it's it makes me sad to see this shit. You know what I mean? In my town, and like seeing people trying to defend it. Like I, 
I get mad at the outrage nowadays because I don't understand the outrage from some people, but I'm starting to understand more and more that maybe not everyone has experienced some sort of racism, <laughs> and I haven't experienced it to the top level or anything like that. But like, but you've definitely experienced it. Yeah, I've definitely experienced it, and not as much here in Chicago, but definitely in Chicago by cops. But you know, it's like, oh, it's a cop thing; they're dealing with people's issues. But like, when you go to like Middle Illinois. And you're being watched by the gas station person because you're Mexican and other than like there's no reason for you to be watched or you get stopped a lot more by fucking cops right. in Champagne and you never get stopped in the city and you're like, What the fuck's going on here? Like when yep. you and your buddies get stopped because you're walking in Champagne by the by the, the the campus police and get questioned when you see a fucking group of white guys walking around all fucking dressed the same as well, but then there nothing gets done against them because they're all white. Like, I, I've experienced it to some extent. For sure. So, I, 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 you know, but to see fucking cops with them, like. Look, man, like. That's fucking crazy. It was a, a Confederate flag. He had Confederate flags hanging in his garage and, like, somewhere else in the be- in the house. And then in his bedroom was a framed application for the KKK from like the 19 I don't I don't remember the year exactly that's but not I'm even not fucking talking. memorabilia or anything that's not even like oh look hey look these are some fucking old like Nazi pictures or something right like it was it was super old and so that's what everyone's like trying to argue like oh it's like oh it's, it's historic but like then it came out that this dude's grandfather or some shit was involved in the KKK up in up in that like in, in middle rural uh, Michigan, so uh, yeah, man. Look, I, I'm I'm white. I haven't experienced fucking racism, but I have a lot of empathy for those that I have, and I, I've I, I've seen how white people treat my dad. Not right. all white people, but I've I've seen because Enough. my my, my dad can't them. speak English. Right, he he's a lands he's the typical Mexican. He's a landscaper. You know, he's he doesn't speak English and he's a, he's a hard worker. So you're going to tell him to do something. He's going to do it. You right. know, but people don't value hard work because he's Mexican. They take advantage of it's it. It's like, oh, well, no, you have to do that. You, that's you. That's your fucking job. Right. And that's bullshit. To, yeah, it's bullshit. Uh, my dad, um, if he spoke English and, you know, actually was like got to go to school and just wasn't raised on a farm in Mexico and then left at 17. Because both of his parents had died at that point. Right. Like, he... Uh, this, There's no fucking ceiling for him. He could have done whatever he wanted. The fact that he, from 17, left for Mexico, house paid off, cars paid off. Um, both of his kids have all right jobs. One of, well, one, one of the three is super fucking... <laughs> oh. But yeah, that, that that's on her own fucking right. No, nothing, nothing on my dad's. No, it's not a reflection part. of your father at all. Yeah, being a fucking immigrant, he's 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 living the dream. He came to America to start his family, right? And he's paid his shit off, and he's done it all by hard work, by working minimum wage or right above minimum wage his whole life till eventually uh, getting a fucking janitor job, like. I, I I've seen it and 
that's why I'm not that surprised with everything going around lately with all the Trump and all the outrage. I'm like, I'm like, you guys, I'm like, this has been around forever. Trump hasn't invented this. No. But seeing like, what if because of Trump he hung this up or what if? But and it, it, it's, it's not attributing it to Trump. It's like, but these people didn't just pop up because of Trump. Oh no, up no. Now, but they, they've existed. But it's and because. I like that. I like that we get to fucking see them and point them out. I agree. They're showing them. they're showing themselves. It's great. You're able to identify fucking closeted racist all day. But like you were saying, um, you know, they've always been there. But now, now the the fucking figurehead leader of our country is just outwardly fucking doing all this shit. So then everybody else is like, well. Trump's doing it. I can do it, right? I, I can be a racist piece of shit because Trump said it. It's fine. Build that wall. Trump's America. The two walls. Dude, fuck off. Fuck off. I hate fucking. I hate it all. But yeah, it's just shit like that. But so that's probably a good thing now. We're that back to the point that in this in this situation with this cop that Keith and I aren't friends because. I mean, I'm definitely not anti-police. I have police in my own family. My fucking brother-in-law is a cop and shit, but you can't tell me that there aren't bad cops when clearly this cop is a racist. He has racist fucking memorabilia in his house. You can't tell me that he can separate himself working in a community, in a city, in the inner city of a community that... In a, you know, in the in the area, the district that he works in, or whatever, is a, a large population of African Americans and shit. You cannot tell me that that he can separate the two. And when he goes home and takes his badge off, that's and puts his hood on, that that's the only time he's racist. Like, no, fuck off, mm-hmm. fuck off. No. It don't work like that. It don't. You can't tell me there's no bias. You cannot tell me. Cannot you cannot? There's no convincing me that there's bias, no bias there. Sorry. No. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I've lived long enough. I've, I've I've known enough racist people. Like there is no fucking bias. Or there is like, no. Jo- there is bias. I'm sorry. There's no. There's no way that you know you can not be biased. Telling a joke is one thing because there's intent and then the context of the joke, but. When you just have memorabilia and you have stuff framed and you're like, oh, look up. Hey, come look at my come look at my KKK shit. And, and why like would me. you leave that shit up for an open house? You're trying to sell your house. That's a good dude. So I, you're I clearly no trying to make a statement that you to any black person that comes in your house to look at it that you don't want to sell to them. It's, it's so fucking stupid. It's like how stupid can you fucking be? It's like me. It's like, hey Jeff, come check out my room and all my collection of Marvel stuff. It's, it's this guy's like, hey, come check out my fucking uh, my KKK memorabilia. Yeah. yeah, come come see how, come <laughs> so, come to my so bedroom stupid. where I got all my KKK memorabilia. <laughs> you want to see my hood, dude? <laughs> Look at all my. I got a grand grandmaster wizard. Yeah, as I say, I got the grand. I got the grand wizard fucking or the grand dragon or whatever the fuck they call him. Uh, grand bullshit yeah so that's that's been fun that's been fun my my fucking hometown makes the the national news for that shit and the daily show and the daily Damn, show I didn't, I didn't know it made all that i just saw it on your yeah bro it went national and then and then the holy daily shit. show picked it up holy shit i read it on your page and I, I saw it was shared by you and i read like what a week ago maybe 
Uh, yeah, a week or two ago. Not very yeah. long. Yeah, it was. It was. It's not been a good couple of weeks between the guy with that own that was a part owner in a restaurant had a restaurant named after him that was found mm-hmm. out to be ra- a racist, and then now fucking racist cop comes to life. Uh, just... and, and I've had funny racial shit happen to me, which isn't like racist, but I've like gotten a job at a restaurant, and like the white chick that's a server. They're like, oh, uh, I want you to meet our new our new employee, our new cook, Raphael. And then she's uh, she's like, oh, hi, Raphael. And I'm like, hello, how you doing, Emily? And then she's like, you speak English? And I'm like, uh, yeah. yeah, I grew up in Chicago. And she's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, you, I, I didn't know what to say. You know, it's just, but she. I get it. She didn't. She does. She didn't grow, grow up around Mexicans. To, the only Mexicans she's ever grown up around are the cooks she worked with. Right. So I get it. She goes to a school of all fucking, of all white people, and the only Mexicans there assimilate. So they don't want to speak English. They want to speak, or they don't want to speak Spanish. The right. only they want to speak is English. Right. I've come across in Champagne, dude. I've gone in a, and you meet, uh, you meet Mexicans over there that are grown up in the suburbs or like, not, not close to Chicago. And you speak Spanish to them, and they look at you weird, like you're you're fucked up. It's like, wait a minute, you're fucked up. You don't know Spanish, right. like, I know I know English and Spanish. All right, fuck you. I'm bilingual. You know one, I know two. I'm bilingual, bitch. I'm better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I've you know I've just seen it more, and it, it might not be ra- uh It might not be racist, but it's racial. Yeah. You know. Like it's it's. I mean, there's definitely like a prejudice, you know. I guess yeah. you, you could say uh-huh. that because they're prejudging and assuming that you don't speak mm-hmm. English because you're Mexican. Yeah. But yeah, let's uh, let's wrap this up with some news, and then we'll uh, now that we've gone on a fuck racist and fucking Nazis rant, but it needs to be said: fuck racist, fuck Nazis. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. Nah, that that wasn't for you. I would I wouldn't give you the finger like that. Arriba, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amanda Nunes versus Jermaine Durandamy two set for UFC two forty five. Um, um, she really has no other options. Nah, there isn't a lot of no other fights. No other, yeah, unless she's gonna. Unless her and Shevchenko are going to meet at 135 for the 135 belt. But we've already seen that twice. Even though they've been close fights, and I wouldn't mind watching it, but like I said, we've already seen it twice. Yeah, and her and... Uh... And you don't want to see one of your champions lose and then go back. No. And it, yeah, it, you, what do you do? There's not, there's not a lot of options right now, and there's really nobody that's a contender for her. Mm-mm. They got rid of well, Cyborg got rid of herself, kind of. So yeah, she don't want to fight fucking Amanda. Cat's out of there for some reason too, which is the girl to beat Amanda in her debut. But now she's out too. So I I don't know why she got cut either. She had like a project she was trying to do, and it was interfering with the fight that the UFC was trying to book so the UFC's like alright you don't want to fight then you're out of here and she's like alright cool she's been really inconsistent with fight I mean she's been injured a lot and the, you know everything that went on 
losing her husband after the Ronda fight and stuff like that. But she, she, yeah, she's just, I don't know. Maybe and then she, Megan cut her eye. Yeah, Megan, Megan kicked her in the eye. But. Yeah, so that's gonna be what the when's that gonna happen? Um, I don't, I don't 245 know. 2:45 in December. God damn, so wilds a ways. Yeah, and the last I think. Um. Yeah, December December 14th. I, I think if I remember right, there's not gonna be, or at least they haven't announced it yet. But Dana made it sound like uh, 245 was going to be the last card of the year, and that's December 14th. Because usually they've, they've been doing two pay-per-views in December. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they do the one at the beginning of the of the month and then the one for the New Year's card. But I guess they're not, I don't think they're going to do one this year. They did reduce a lot of the pay-per-views, remember? Yeah. Well, like four of them or something. I don't know. I forgot. Well, may, and I think New Year's falls on like a weird day or something. So that might also be why. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Just just something I noticed. Uh, former M1 global champion uh, Nate Landwehr. I think how you pronounce his name. Or Landwire. Um, yeah. 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 He is... Uh, he's, Signing with the UFC to compete in the featherweight division. Uh, he is thirteen and two, currently on a seven-fight win streak, including back-to-back defenses of the M1 Global Featherweight Championship. Most recently, he defeated uh, Victor Kolonesk. Or Kol- Kolonesk. yeah, I don't colonoscopy. Know. Yes, colonoscopy. Right up the butt. <laughs> it's a cartoy in the butt. Uh, these two have fought twice, and uh, the rematch produced a five-round thriller. He's 31 years old. He's been competing overseas since 2017, and he's been victorious in all five of his appearances for M1 Global. All right. So, all right. welcome to the UFC, Nate. Uh, Eric Anders versus Gerald Mershant's in the works for a UFC fight night from Tampa. Uh, that's going to take place October 12th. Uh, that's going to be headlined by Ioana and the Karate Hottie. All right. All right. Interesting. Interesting yeah. fight. That's going to be a good striker exchange. Yeah, for sure. Actually, Karate used the wrestling not too... Like in her last fight, it was pretty good. She's going to have to try to use her wrestling against Ioana. Yeah. I don't think she can strike with her. She can try, but... Yeah, that... I don't see it going well. No. China's pedigree is too good. Not with her karate... Not with her karate style versus... Iwana's kickboxing. Exactly. Oh, shit. Um, Chase Skelly versus Jordan Griffin added to UFC Vancouver... Um, that's going to take place September 14th, and is headlined for, that's Cowboy versus fucking Justin Cagey. <laughs> yeah, I'm into that. I forgot that fight was a thing. Yeah. 
Cowboy versus Gaethje. It's going to be a gunslinger yeah, battle. Yeah, it's going to be the battle of two dudes that don't move their head Mm-mm. at all. Some battle, just swing. Battle of wills. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd probably pick Gaethje in I'm, that one. I'm but... probably taking Gaethje. He's been through less shit than Cerrone. Mm-hmm. Gaethje's taken a couple of beatings. But... It's going to be a fun fight. And, uh... Finally... Uh, Dan Hardy's re-entering the USADA testing pool to have the option for a UFC return. Look, Dan... I like you. You're 37 years old, though, bro. You haven't fought... And I don't even know how long. Seven years? Eight years? Right. A long time. I got no, I got no desire to see you fight again. Sorry, I and I don't really know anybody who's itching to see Dan Hardy fight again. Ryan maybe because he likes seeing people that have no business in the cage get their brains beat in. See BJ Penn. Shots fired. <laughs> I love you, Ryan. Um. So I heard. Dan Hardy on uh, Joe Rogan. He said he's entering the pool to stay ready for if anyone drops out, like any important fight. Right. And I I don't know how smart that is, especially for being off so long. Yeah, man. Like two years, three years maybe, you know, whatever. Fine. But, bro, it's been seven years. Like, come on. Just, you're a great commentator. I've fucking love Dan Hardy as a commentator. I really do. I think Dan does a good job. He's really good with those fight breakdowns that he does. Like that that the one that he did for Khabib versus Connor, I watched. It was like an almost an hour long or something like that. And it was or the preview for it, but like breaking everybody their their fight styles down and shit. Like he's really good at that kind of shit. Just stay with being a commentator, man. Mm-hmm. Just stick to that. You're doing a good job. Nobody wants to see you get beat up. Yeah, I don't want to see him get beat up. Nah, man. Nah. The game... The game's gone. Like, you, at seven years... Like, there's an entire generation of fighters that have come through and fought. And some of them gone. Yeah, stay out, please. Damn it, but stay out. It's up to him. It is. It is. It's his life. It's his decision. It's my life. It's never, never. <laughs> yeah, this edible is pretty good. I'm trying to debate if I want to eat the second half or not. Do it. I mean, I might. I might. We'll see. You can do it. We'll see what happens when I stand up after I get done recording this. I'm gonna stand up and stretch one. Done recording this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have anything else for news. Nah, for news is. I got no, I got nothing else for news. 
Junior Santos is going to compete on Brazil's Dancing with the Stars, bro. You forgot about that. Come yeah, on, Jeff, I did. On I, I did skip that. I'm sorry. I didn't think that was really newsworthy. Jeff, 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 Jeff. My bad. I apologize. <laughs> um, Scott Coker says Ryan Bader is the best heavyweight fighter on the planet. Molly, Molly McCann and Darren Wynn both have fights that were announced today for ESPN, UFC and ESPN 6. Um, so there you go. Molly McCann is going to fight. Meatball? The meatball. <laughs> the meatball. Uh, she's fighting against uh, Diana Belbita, who's making her octagon debut. Meatball versus Velveeta? Bel- yeah, Meatball versus Belbita. But Velveeta is good, too. Um, and then Darren Wynn is going to take on Darren Stewart. Darren Darren Wynn, the, uh, the protege of Daniel Cormier. Did you hear Canelo's uh, in talks to fight Kovalev? No. I heard about that. That might be going down. What the fuck happened with uh, with Canelo? Like, did something happen with him recently? Did he get in trouble or some shit? Mm, no. Okay, I thought I thought I heard something about him getting in fucking trouble or suspended or something. I don't know. I meant to ask. You oh, what. okay, 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 okay. Um, so. He was stripped of the IBF uh, title because he was uh, the middleweight title because he w- he had defended before a certain time and the negotiations never went through with the other guy or he he claims he didn't know about them and I guess his promoter uh, Golden Boy didn't um, didn't make the contract so the, he had to vacate the title so they okay. just stripped him of it. Okay. And now Golovkin is going to fight someone else for that vacated. That's title. what for it was. The- okay, so I saw somebody fighting. I saw somebody fighting for the vacated title. Yeah, I think Golovkin's going to fight the guy that. Because uh, you know I don't Canelo follow boxing. Had a fight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know I don't follow boxing for shit. So that's why I meant to ask you about that, but. I was like steroids, steroids, steroids. I'm like, oh yeah, he did get stripped. He did get stripped. Oh yeah, I knew. I mean, I knew he tested positive back whatever for the before the first fight, but then taco meat, the taco meat. So whatever. But Clembutrol, I think. That's why I wasn't sure what was going on. I just saw that he was stripped, and somebody else was gonna fight his uh, first title. Did you? Uh, did you happen to get to see Mighty Mouse's last fight over in one championship? Like two no. weeks ago, oh bro! No, I should have checked it if out. If you can find it on YouTube, go. It's 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 an interesting fight. Very interesting. Mighty Mouse was close fight. I could I could have seen the judges giving it to fucking the other dude too. I thought I was a little nervous for Demetrius. He's fighting heavier guys. Well, he's fighting guys that are naturally not cutting down anymore. So right. Yep. It is different. It is different for, for sure. sure. And then the strikes are different on the floor, so I should check that out. Yeah, it's a good fight. I I, uh, I just happened to check it out because uh, Bleacher Report carries it one, so I was uh, I was getting ready to watch that. And then we got fucking. You gonna watch All Out next weekend? Um, I didn't even know it was that next weekend. Yeah, next weekend, son. I should I should have faces over, and I should. Rented. AEW starting uh, starting their weekly show like another month. 
Oh yeah, in October. In October, yeah. Uh, WWE has been picking it up. Yeah, well they they have to because they got a competition breathing down their neck, mm-hmm. and they they've they've been picking it up. They've been putting storylines together. They've been like continuity's been good. I've been enjoying it more. I've been staying up to watch it. Like sometimes I knock out. I'll be like, oh, I'm only down to watch it. And then I'm like, no, like I've been actually staying up to watch these because they're actually a lot more interesting. Right. Um, I don't like the fact that NXT is moving up to USA. I like it right where it is. I want it to stay at one hour. I like the fact that they um, they leave us wanting more. It's like not a lot of storyline, but a lot of wrestling. So we're like, we want more story, and it's like, well, you gotta wait till next week. And you're like, all right, I'll tune in. And that's what that's what it should be. But when you get three hours of Raw, and then you can't even fill it up right. But like I said, they're definitely picking up the the storylines and the the creativeness on on uh, on Raw and SmackDown, and that might be due to the the old writers. They fucking have WCW's old writer or old. Fucking Bischoff, and then they have uh, Paulie. Hey, yeah, Paulie. Hey, hey Raw. Raw. They got Bruce Pritchard back. Yeah, Bruce is doing producing and shit. He was Bruce was responsible for the fucking Firehouse or Firefly Funhouse. That was nice. that was Bruce. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I I, I checked out a few of the 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 Firefly Funhouse videos recently. It was interesting. I didn't get all the way through it all before uh, leading up to SummerSlam, but I did watch the Fiend entrance because I've always liked Bray Wyatt's entrances. Mm-hmm. Like, although, you know, back with the, the fucking old one with the <coughs> lantern. <coughs> what did you think of the decapitated head lantern? That was weird. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah, pretty weird. I'm coming, yeah, that yeah, shit was weird, but cool. They should have done the fiend versus the demon. <laughs> Definitely setting that up. Yeah, I heard Vince was uh, like Dolph was asking for his release, and Vince basically told him to go fuck himself, and is going to pay him to sit home so he can't get a release and go to AEW. Damn. Yep. He learned his lesson by fucking around with Moxley. <clears throat> Nobody else is getting a release early anymore. It's back to the fucking Monday Night Wars again. Yep. You got the competition. Yep. I mean, as long as AEW can deliver on TV, as long as they can deliver weekly on TV, we'll keep it interesting. I'm definitely going to tune in, TNT. Yeah, I'll be checking it out. TNT. Um, me and my buddy Cam were hoping that they were going to announce one of the new dates they were going to announce was near here so we could go. I would go check it out. We looked into All In, but that shit was expensive and it sold out way too quick. Yeah, it sold out. They're all out, minutes, I mean, whatever. Half an hour or something like that. Yeah. Half hour, yeah. Yep. Fucking fuck yeah. It's fun. It's fun to kind of be interested in wrestling again a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. I'll be watching all I may not get it, but I'll definitely be checking it out. Yeah. And if you're interested in wrestling, 
go ahead and go over and check out Full Heel Podcast for all your wrestling needs. That's right. Me and Ryan breaking down shit. Me and Jeff breaking down ECW matches. Uh, me and Jesus celebrating three years. Um, I think Jesus is going to be on tomorrow again. Uh, we'll see. I don't know what he, he... I haven't talked to him in a while, and he wanted to be on, so I'm like, all right, come on. So I actually don't know what we're going to talk about. Um, I'll get some stuff ready to see what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Probably what recently has been going on, SummerSlam, NXT, AEW News. Probably be going over that. Um, Sasha Banks is back from her... Uh, <coughs> being mad at WWE, so I don't know. I don't know what me and Hastings are going to do. But go ahead and check out my fight companion with the boys. Fucking check right. Check out oh, sorry. breakdowns. Sorry. Check out all those breakdowns, guys. No, go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say, did you see fucking Piper's daughter is in AEW? <laughs> no, but I heard she's pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah, she's in there. She's in this. They're doing like a women's battle royal or some shit. She's in it. Um, Tully's kids in it. Tessa. Tessa Blanchard, yeah. Yeah, she's there. T- well, Tully's there. He's there with uh, Sean Spears. Now he's like his consultant or his, ma- his manager or whatever. Okay. Ty D- was it Ty Dillinger? Wasn't that his name in uh, yeah. WWE? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's with the him now. 10. Yeah, he's there. He's, he's with him now in AEW. So... They've been having a lot of really good like promotional shit on YouTube for building up for All Out. So I'm just excited to get to see the fucking Lucha Brothers again. Fuck yeah. Cero miedo. Yep. I mean zero fear for those non speakers. <laughs> I don't speak real well, but I've learned some things. Is that a rib? Are you ribbing me? Never. Never. I'm shooting. I'm shooting, brother. That's not going to work for me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Hogan. Well, that, that, that's not going to work for me, brother. That the, the only podcast... Like, I really like Conrad. Because I started listening to Grilling JR, too. Mm-hmm. And I've just learned that I really like Conrad. It started with something to wrestle with, and then I moved into fucking what happened when, and him and Tony are fucking hilarious together because Tony will play along with his bullshit and stuff. Did you mention Tony Schiavone signed with AEW too? No. I read that yesterday. I don't know if that's official. I saw that people were putting that up, that Schiavone signed with AEW. Fuck, I did not see that. That would be Dope, because I would love to have Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross together in AEW, and they can get rid of fucking Alex Marvez because he's trash. Trash. He's the worst part of that commentary. Because I even like Oh Boy with the Mask. Like, I think he does a good job, too. I can't remember his name right now. Yeah, August 19, 2019, Tony Schiavone reported he locked into a deal with All Elite Wrestling, ProWrestlingSheet.com. Well... Is that the dirt sheets? Yeah, it's one of them, but I'll take it. Is that Meltzer's? Nah, he's uh, he is the observer. He's the wrestling observer. Okay. The pro, there's the pro wrestling torch and pro wrestling observer. Those are like the two, like the old school fucking. Dirt I'm gonna sheets. start the FHP pro wrestling torch observer. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. 
Good for Tony, man. I'm glad he needs to be that, back in wrestling. Rib. That's the rib right there. He needs to be back in wrestling because he was doing some shit with uh, MLW, like. But he also he does minor league baseball, uh, University of Georgia football, and Georgia basketball, I think too. So. AEW must be paying him some good money so he can give up some of that shit. Him and Jared's gonna be a badass commentary team. I fucking love Tony Schiavone, man. Early, early WCW, baby. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, Tony, Tony was at WCW for fucking ever, ever. That's the voice of my childhood. I watched a lot of WCW growing up. WCW Saturday Night. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. We're desperately out of time. He was the voice of yeah, yeah, he was the voice of WCW when the NWO was fucking shut up. Yeah. He never switched. And he's funny as fucking shit, dude. Tony Schiavone is a funny motherfucker. A podcast has made me laugh more than a lot of other ones that I listened to recently. But yeah, the only one the only one of Conrad's podcasts I don't listen to is eighty three weeks, and I think I just don't like Eric Bischoff. <laughs> I'm gonna listen. He's doing. He's he's gonna do one with Arn Anderson. I'm gonna listen to that too. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll listen to that one. I just don't like Eric Bischoff, so I don't blame you. I don't got time for 83 weeks. Speaking of 83 weeks, it's fucking going on for 83 weeks. <laughs> I'm stoned, so I'm just rambling about shit. Yeah, we're at two hours. Let's, uh, we'll call that a podcast. Let me get this fucking music going. And, uh, thank you guys for listening. It's, uh, it's good to be back. Motherfucking good to be back. I'm really stoned. Uh, try the Midnight Roots bars if you've got a dispensary near you that's carrying them. Rafa, you got anything, brother? Um, check out the Full Hill Podcast. Uh, hundreds of episodes, hundreds of hours. Me and my buddies getting high, talking about stuff, or breaking down wrestling matches, events. Yeah, all that shit. Yep, all that shit. And that's gonna wrap it up for us. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. For Raphael, I'm Jeff. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>